0: So we are actually live. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, tonight's guest is doc, uh, AKA Leo, AKA doc. Um, <laughs> <All> <laughs> so kinds it, of AKAs. all kinds of AKAs, but, uh, yeah, he's a lo- local guy. We're focusing on local. Um, uh, wanted to get him on and, uh, basically talk about grown quite the following on social media. Uh, just, uh, how long has the page been going on? Um, how long have you been running the page? Just a couple of years, or not no, no, even?
1: No. Oh, excuse me. Uh, so, May 18th, uh, coming up this May 18th will be one year. So, not even a year. So, not you started COVID right in the middle of COVID. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, a few months after, uh, well, March, April, yeah, like two months after lockdown. So, it's, uh. Yeah, it's been a it's been a trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet. And uh, so it started out just kind of like as it just something to do, or so uh,
1: originally, uh, kind of the way it started was, um, I went and got a cheeseburger at a uh, Tap Twenty Two, okay, in Silvis. Great cheeseburger, um, and I wrote a review for it. Okay. And, uh, I went, went to post it on their page and they had taken the ability to leave reviews on their page off. Oh, uh, a lot of restaurants do that because they get, a, you know, you get negative, negative feedback. Uh, yeah. so they'll just, you get too much of it. They'll take it off. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, other page, uh, Quad City takeout delivery mm-hmm. that had started, um, that blew up really fast. Yeah, that blew up really fast. Yeah, uh, I think it was right around the twenty thousand mark when I joined it, um, and they were they were growing fast every day. Yeah, um, I posted it there uh, to try and drive people to it, and it just uh, that particular review just blew up. Okay, um, I think it was like one thousand, just one one thousand reactions. On Jeez. that, on just that one for that, for that page. And then, uh, the restaurant shared it and there was like another 1300 reactions on that. And then, uh, Silvis, I think the city of Silvis shared it as well. And there was like another five or 600 on that. So this was just kind of like a, <coughs> cause most
0: of your reviews are pretty clever. And... Yeah.
1: Um, I try and so, like a ridiculous story. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, throughout my time, I've, you know, I try to include, uh, like, my beta fish, um, Frank, <laughs> uh, my dog, Aberdog Lincoln, um, and, yeah, some of my family, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, just exploits from uh, craziness, uh, crazy times in my life. Um, so I, every one of them can somewhat be linked together in this weird, like, Uh, out to eat with Leo universe of of this crazy life I've led. Um, So yeah, it's, 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 it's been a trip. It's been, it's been real fun. Um, Lately, my poster, (laughs) I think I've gotten away from the comedic uh, portion of it. I try and still, you know, throw things in there, but it's uh man. It takes, it takes a lot. Have you done any,
0: have you done any type of comedy in the past, like stand up or anything like that? thought about it
1: um i actually last week i did my first uh stand-up set. Okay. um it's it's pretty fun it's uh it gets addicting i did one a couple weeks
0: ago actually okay. at, uh, the, at the runwick um the runwick mansion there yeah port uh, tom foolery on tremont with uh, okay shout yeah. out To chris schlichting yeah. uh
1: i there's an open mic at gypsy highway
0: i just heard about that i'm gonna so, try that out too because yeah uh, yeah, it, it is something. that's like, oh man, I gotta try this again.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I told some. I told some pretty personal stories. Uh, if if you were lucky enough to be there, and then then you know those stories. If you oh, yeah. if you weren't, then uh, I'll never tell them again. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was it was a good time. It was fun. So
0: you're you're a storyteller. That's what you're, that's what you're. Yeah, I, I
1: would say a storyteller of sorts. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I've I've always uh, one of the things that really uh, I remember from growing up was that my grandfather who who served in World War II um, he only told me like I think maybe three or four war stories and he was he was over there for like four years yeah so uh, he's got plenty uh, he's yeah but he he only told these four distinct stories. Mm-hmm and he kept a, a lot of that emotion uh, a lot of the things that happened to him his his post traumatic stress uh, he kept that locked down inside and i always i always wondered you know what what happened to him over there yeah what were what were his stories and then throughout the years we've seen all these world war 2 movies um, tom hanks with uh, the band of brothers mm-hmm most incredible, you know, group of men I've I've ever seen, and all the stories that go with with them. Yeah. And just thinking that my my grandfather had those stories, I never got to hear them. Um. So yeah, there's there's a lot of mundane, boring stuff that happens while you're at war. Yeah. But there's also a lot of crazy, funny, uh, great stories. Yeah. And, uh, with. My children, and hopefully one day my grandchildren, um, I want them to have a portion of that. Yeah, Stories that, that I've kept dear to my heart and that I want to share with everybody else as well. Gotcha, yeah.
0: First off, before we get any <coughs> further, I want to make sure people who are watching us, because we were having issues with the microphones, that everyone can hear us all right. Yeah. I just want to make sure that's... I'm looking at the comments on my phone. I mean, it's slightly delayed. Um, yeah, okay, okay. I just want to make sure uh, we're coming through clear if I have to adjust anything. Uh, It's always good to check that at the beginning here. So anyone watching, if you could drop a comment and let me know that you can hear us just fine or if we need to make any adjustments here.
1: We We got eight viewers, man.
0: Yeah, we got a few viewers, but... I know people are watching. I just need to know. I got people. I got notifications, but. Anyone at all. That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> got people jumping on. But yeah, if uh, you're just tuning in. uh. Okay. Yes, I hear you. Thank okay, you. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all we wanted to know. We don't want to get too far into this, and then
1: uh, yeah, we get like this. an hour into it, nobody heard anything. That'd be yeah. great.
0: Yeah. I've had <laughs> uh, I've had worse luck than that, so. Well, yeah. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's start out by. Uh, Talking about the the news that you got today, the news about the news. So oh, okay. So
1: uh, I was I was nominated by uh, by my hairstylist. Um, okay. So early on in my reviews, I uh, I did a review for Awake Coffee. Okay. Um, yeah. And it, it like it was it I like was, that place. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Like I was doing uh like I was doing yoga. So I was doing yoga in this particular review with uh, my friend Becky with a with an I and not a Y, and uh, Becky uh, Becky Raymond got LinkedIn or got tagged in or something, and she became my Becky uh, for for that review, <laughs> um, and found out she was a hairstylist. So I've uh, I've been going to her ever since uh, to get my haircut, and she nominated me for uh, Pay It Forward. Uh, for WQAD so
0: I don't know much about the WQAD pay it for so how does it work so what so they-
1: you go to their website um, you nominate somebody for for service in the community or okay. or something that they're doing that's special okay and uh, I, I want to say it's a central bank okay
0: I could be wrong. I think you're right yeah
1: so a central bank <laughs> from what you
0: said earlier uh, yeah
1: essentially gives them $300 uh, to the person that nominates you and then they deliver it and they tell a little bit about your story, and that will be on the news uh, tomorrow morning and tomorrow at 5. So you recorded that today. Yeah. So okay. yeah they they gave it to me today and uh, we recorded it today. Okay. So interesting. That I should hit the news tomorrow. They tell a little. You never know with the uh, with the news how much what they're, they're gonna, gonna get, edit. Yeah, what's gonna get cut. So uh, I basically, you know, just told them uh, kind of what I was doing and. Then my cake for causes events and, and stuff like that. So, uh, tell me a little about that the
0: the cake. For causes. I don't I don't know anything about that. So,
1: oh okay. So, uh, cake for causes, um, essentially started because of a joke. Okay. Um, I was kind of upset. Uh, there's all these all these ladies were posting about uh, where where they could get the best uh, cake tasting for their weddings. Okay. And uh, a lot of bakers were uh, advertising it as well. Okay. And I know that's like a uh, something that like the bride and bridesmaids do together. Yeah. And I was like, you know, what? why, 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 why is that just ladies? Why is that just them getting to go out and taste yeah. all these like yeah. different why don't flavors? The dudes get of to cake? try the cake. Yeah. So why don't why don't the guys get it? So I'm like, you know what? Why don't why can't I set something up with just a bunch of guys and we just go and taste a bunch of different cakes? And uh, it it started out as a joke, but then. Like everybody jumped on board. Like, yeah, why? Why can't we?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so then, then I went about setting this whole event up, where uh, I paid a couple bakers. Um, they made like five different flavors of cake, each, and we all met at uh, me and Billy's. Okay. Uh, and everybody ate cake, and I figured while I had them there, let's raise some money for a couple nonprofits. Yeah, uh, so we ended up raising uh, for about four hundred dollars. Okay. To to spread out among three different nonprofits. Nice, nice. So now I'm just going to do it every month. Yeah. It gives me a reason to go eat more cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's going to continue. Um, hopefully, each month gets better. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so how many months you been doing it now? Well, we just did the first one, so. So you're just uh, on to the second one. Yeah, yeah, May 22nd will be the uh, the second one. I think I'm a. Uh, I think I'm gonna get a birthday cake for my page as well. Nice. So, yeah. That, that'll be, you know, right at the one year mark. So,
0: awesome. So, where are you gonna do the, where's this next one at?
1: So, the next one will be at uh, the Market Cafe inside of uh, Hy-V. Okay. Which Hy-V? Uh, Hy-V on the Avenue of the Cities okay. in Moline. Yep. So, that was uh, that was a big score for me, uh, getting Hy-V to go for this. Yeah. Because I'm bringing in competitors to their bakery. Yeah. So, that is true. I'm yeah. surprised they allowed that. There's, <laughs> hy is like doing this thing where they focus local now. That's good. So I think the game is changing, and uh, might as well capitalize on they're it. They're changing
0: a lot of stuff with the Hy-Vees. Yeah, know. definitely. Um, you could
1: buy shoes in some of them, I uh, heard. <laughs> it's just interesting. Yeah. yeah we'll see how it goes. I see guess. how it goes.
0: Well, uh, I've heard about and then they're putting Wahlburgers into some of them. Uh, I I've, now I've wanted to. Ch- I've to never check tried out. Wahlburgers. I've heard good things. That, uh, I've,
1: yeah. Uh, so I yeah. Cool. I don't think we'll be lucky enough to get one here. I think their Des Moines is getting one. Yeah, it's gonna start in Des Moines. It always starts in Des Moines. Well, that's the, Des Moines yeah. always gets the best stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a. There was a. Yeah, I saw a Mark Wahlberg clip where he shouted out hy V. Obviously, because they yeah. asked
1: him to. Um But well, he's got all his, uh, his supplements in the health market.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. So,
0: yeah, that guy, that guy does it. he knows what he's doing. That's for sure. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a man. That guy was a degenerate back in the day. He's got some, he's got some stories too. I, I
1: he's uh, for, got like a felony record, I think for Yeah, like,
0: he used to fight everybody. He was, I think well, it, I, I
1: think he like almost beat a guy to death, too.
0: Yep. I think he was a big coke guy. Uh, yeah. That'll that'll, we, make, was, that'll make you want to fight.
1: Is Marky Mark. Did he I don't think he did anything with the Funky uh, Bunch. Did he do anything with the CNC Music Factory? I uh, don't think so. Not that I know of. Uh, yeah, probably not. My memory is failing me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I hear you there. Um, well, anyways, uh, a couple other reasons we're to get you on here is, um, you know, obviously we like to talk about mental health and mental yeah. illness and things like that. So, and you're try- trying to be open about uh, your battles, um, obviously. <coughs> You know, and being in the, you served you said ten years, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I did uh, four combat deployments as a as a combat medic uh, with the First Infantry, Second Infantry, Third Infantry, and Fourth Infantry Division, and uh, it was it was four years, uh, four years of straight deployments, and well, I'm sorry, not four years, four deployments, four combat deployments, of uh, of just kind of the worst things on earth. Yeah. Uh being a trauma medic uh or being a line medic uh during during all those tours you uh, you get to see literally the worst that happens to uh humanity. Yeah. Um and it sticks with you. But I think um the way I was raised um the life that I led before I joined the military um gave me a, a little bit more humility to deal with it. Um, being a Midwest boy, of course, um, you, you kind of, uh, I think you're a little bit tougher than uh, East Coast and West Coast guys. Uh, I could be stroking my ego a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I—I uh, going through the deployments, going through that time, I would see how individuals would react to Certain situations that we were in, mm-hmm. and um, I don't like to think that I had more gumption or, or bravado or bravery or anything like that than anybody else. Um, I like to say that I was just an ordinary guy, put into an extraordinary circumstance, mm-hmm. and I came out with some stories, a couple scars, and uh, a lot of stories to tell. So.
0: So before the military, you said you had to back, the, you did, go. <clears throat> was this like not a right out of high school type of thing?
1: No. So I, um, I took the ASVAB, I think my senior year. That's the, uh, the, the military tests they give you to see, you know, how smart you would be for military service. Yeah. Um, I took that during my senior year of high school, um, because I had no plan. Yeah. I, was, I didn't know I was going to go to college. I didn't know if I was going to. Uh, just, you know, walk around the rest of my life like... And did you uh, grow up around so, here or... So? Yeah. Okay. So I graduated from Moline High School. Okay.
0: Um, so graduating from Moline, didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, had
1: no clue. Um, I, being adopted, um, I graduated and I moved down to Florida right after graduation to try and uh, foster a relationship with my biological parents. Um, my father and mother were divorced, but they they both lived in Florida okay uh, so I kind of spent a little bit of time between both of them uh, just kind of
0: getting to know them get all
1: to, yeah get to know them a little bit. Um, then my my father up here uh, had a had a stroke and I kind of felt responsible to come back. Mm-hmm. So I came back uh, to the quad cities. And shortly thereafter, I met my wife, um, and then, well, we we had our first we had our first child. We'd been married for a year, and that's when I joined the military. Okay. So this is about six, six or seven months after September eleventh. Okay. When I, is when I signed up.
0: So right in the heat of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So right right in the heat of things, I went through basic, um, went through AIT, the medic school, and. uh Within within a year of graduating AIT, I was I was in Kuwait, uh, sitting sitting in the DMZ waiting for uh, for Bush to say, you know, go, let's do it. And uh, then we traveled up through Baghdad into Iraq, and uh, that's when things got real. Yeah. So that that's kind of how it all started. I mean, there's obviously a, a lot of stuff that <laughs> yeah. happened in between there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was a good time.
0: Good. I mean, obviously a life experience, <coughs> yeah, to say the least.
1: Definitely a life experience. Um, so where does that all fit with uh, mental health? Well, um, after my first deployment, um, I, I was injured during my, my time. Uh, my unit had one of the highest uh, casualty rates since Vietnam. Uh, so we had all seen a lot. We had dealt with a lot. We'd been through a lot. Um, we had one of the highest counts of Purple Hearts, which is the, uh, the award for being injured by an enemy in combat. Um, I was diagnosed shortly uh, shortly after I got back with post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was going to punch my ticket. Um, I decided to re-enlist and uh, the paperwork for that got lost, so. Interesting. Seven months later, I was uh, on my way back to Iraq again uh, to do it all over, and uh, that was, that deployment was probably a hundred times worse than my first one. Jeez,
0: and the first one was
1: bad. Yeah, and the first one was bad. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's a grindhouse. And uh, every, every day was, uh, let's see how terrible things can be. Um, but, you know, during that, there was, there was a lot of good. Um,
0: Probably a lot of uh, people you got to know on a deep, deep level, obviously. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, you, you know, you get to know some, <laughs> you become brothers uh, really fast. Yeah. And in, in a situation like that, um, you, you learn. Everything there is to know about somebody, while you're also learning more about yourself. the um, The unfortunate part of of war, especially uh, modern combat, well, I mean any combat for that matter, I guess, is that uh, the most uh, most of the soldiers are young, able-bodied men or mm-hmm. women, for that matter, that are 18 to 24 years old. So, from 18 to 24, you are put in literally the worst circumstances of your life. And during that time, your brain is still maturing. Yep. Uh, you, your brain isn't fully mature till the age of 25. hmm So, from 18 to 24, you have people that are literally fighting for their lives. Yeah. Um, and how that affects them mentally is, is, you know, it sticks with them for the rest of their lives. Uh, so that's what, that's kind of what we have going now is we now have a generation just like we did with uh, World War II uh, just like we did with Korea just like we had with Vietnam of 18 to 24 year old men that have spent multiple years multiple combat tours coming back home and trying to readjust to a world that doesn't understand that yeah so uh, I guess, roundabout way, what we've been talking about is my page and what I do. It's, it's not only food reviews. And it's not only my crazy stories. But it's me uh, putting that conversation in that page. Yeah. Um, you know, I talk about depression. I talk about suicide. Uh, I talk about the uncomfortable uh, portions of that. Yeah. Because I think it's something that we, t- we need to, to normalize. Mm-hmm. um so many people stray away from it um but mental health is is the same as physical health yes you know if you are in a bad mood just next time you're in a depressed or you're in a funk try and open your mind to see how you feel physically mm-hmm. and it's not going to be good no you're not depressed and like oh I feel really good but I'm depressed no when you're depressed you don't feel good physically
0: no. So when you're actually depressed, not just sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, when I'm sad, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, same thing.
1: But, yeah. <clears throat> um. So we we get we our our lives center around how we feel, and if your mental health is bad, your physical health is bad. hmm Same with your physical health. Your physical health is, you know, correlates to your mental health as well. Um. So I I try and normalize that conversation. I try and make it. You know it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, hopefully, I've been successful with it so far. I I I keep doing it. Um,
0: That's kind of what this is all this. That's kind of why I started this this whole brand and this page and uh, uh, because at the at first, I mean, as you can see, as you saw on my Instagram, there's a large following on my Instagram. Yeah. Which I developed actually as another account, and I changed the name um because it used to be like a party lifestyle brand um basically that me and my friend created while we were in college Damn. and it was about like college partying and stupid stuff <laughs> that we would share and um then i eventually you know i got older and got mature and quit drinking and I was like, This doesn't <coughs> this doesn't make any sense for me to run this anymore.
1: I'm still trying to get mature then, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I'm not saying, I needed it yet yeah, I was at no, a point I, where I needed to stop. Yeah. Um I was uh putting myself into a lot of bad situations. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: I you. Um so that I, I had to I tell everybody I retired. I was like, It sounds <laughs> a lot better when I say I retired from drinking. Um so hopefully I'm not like Michael Jordan coming out of retirement. <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, that's kind of how this brand started because I wanted to focus more on my mental health. I was focusing more on my mental health, so I wanted to focus more on mental health as in general and be able to talk to other people about mental health and kind of have that um, conversation continuously going. So because, like you said, it doesn't happen enough. Uh, a lot of people are, you know isolating and hiding out um, and not dealing with their problems because they're afraid to talk to somebody about it. And there's a lot of people out there that uh, have been in that situation, have gotten out of that situation that you can talk to. And uh, COVID has done a lot of bad things for uh, people's mental health, but at the same time, uh, it's also opened up the avenue of virtual visits. Yeah. Uh, which is something I've been taking advantage of with my uh, with my psychiatrist and my therapist because they're both in Iowa City because uh, that's where I was working. I was commuting. Um, now I'm working from home because of COVID, um, which is a benefit for me, but also I can see my therapist and my psychiatrist, and it costs me nothing. Um, as a comparison, if I were to go there, it would cost me, I don't know, a lot more. Yeah. Just a couple hundred bucks. Um, and then there's also other um, websites and uh, networks that have developed just because of, you know, virtual visits being more demanding.
1: Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a big industry right now. Um, I'm a Gen Xer, so I really hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I get it. It's not, it's not um,
0: the best option. Um, yeah. Oh, no. I've, but it's a better option yeah, than we, the alternative.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Seeking out or, or even putting yourself out there, um, making sure that you're taking care of your mental health is uh, super important. And if that's, you know, through Zoom or FaceTime or, or whatever, you know, that's, it's awesome that people have that avenue. Um, I've always been more of an in-person kind of guy. Um, yeah, if
0: you can do it, do it.
1: But... Oh, yeah. Hopefully hopefully things start opening up. But also with, with the different avenues – uh, I hope, you know, people, it gives people less excuses. Exactly. You don't so, want that barrier to, it's yeah. like a barrier to entry type of thing.
0: And it's a barrier you're putting up anyway. So, yeah, it's an easier thing uh, to jump on your phone if you're not able to get off your couch. I've, <laughs> seen, I've, seen,
1: I've seen a few, like, little comedy skits where, uh, <laughs> like, they're, uh, especially with TikTok. Where they're like oh, hold on I gotta call my psychiatrist like you like, like quick and do like a faceTime uh, they're, yeah they're walking around like okay, I'm good now or <laughs> I, it's I, hopefully I never I never get to that point. Um, but yeah it's that being that accessible is pretty awesome
0: yeah yeah um, I definitely don't have a way to do that with my psychiatrist therapist they, <laughs> they would not like that if I was I'm sure I could figure out a way to get a hold of them that way but they would not like that. Get that. Still Mark have appointments. Get that <laughs> Mark
1: Zuckerberg uh, access to a to a psychiatrist. <laughs> oh God. Um. So I my, my the, the military um, the stigma has always been uh, any kind of mental health um, means you're weak. Yeah. Um, that's the it's, old stigma that I, I we're it's, trying to break. I, I think it's it's well ingrained in, into civilians as well. Um. So, as, men as well.
0: Yeah. As well. Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah, men. Um, I think that stems a lot from. Uh, I would say uh, World War One, uh, dating back that far, maybe even further before that. And maybe, um, I know, uh, documentaries and things that I've watched on World War One. Um, when they came back, um. Uh, there was. So much emphasis on drinking, uh, drinking hard, you know, hard liquors, and just putting your head down and going to work, and not talking about it. And you know, World War One, World War Two, those were some of the most horrendous uh, battles that have ever been fought. And I can't even imagine. Uh, a lot of them, World War Two vets will say the same thing to me. Uh, but being a being a veteran, I can't imagine what they went through. Mm. And to come home, and not have any access to mental health. Yeah, it just wasn't even a thing. It wasn't a thing. It was. Um, I started watching Peaky Blinders. I don't I've know. heard great things. I don't know if you've watched or not. I haven't, but I've been told to. <clears throat> the very very first episode, they have a guy that um, is that was part of the uh, war with France, and he like just goes nuts. Like middle of the bar has a flashback. And just kill, just loses it just completely, loses it, yeah. And the way they deal with him, you know, they like rough him up a little bit. They hold him down, but they call him, you know, yeah, crazy man. Every Drunk. Yeah, 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 all man. these all these different things. Um, and that's the way it was back then. You either dealt with it, you buried it.
0: When is the PE blinders? When is it based? What's what era?
1: <laughs> I want to say turn of the century. Like, Okay, it's based in in, in England. Okay, um, so I think it's like right at turn of the century. Okay, uh, like maybe maybe World War One era. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I I just started watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But literally, the first episode they 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 hit that topic, and it's I think that's amazing, um, to show that uh, to show it in any time uh, that people can see what veterans go through. Yeah. Um, back then you'd get thrown in a sanitarium maybe, or they'd, you know, load you up with, uh, cocaine or-, or something. something. Substance. Yeah, some kind of insane substance to just keep you completely chilled out, or you would just drink yourself to death. Yeah. Um, Pearl Harbor, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Uh, a long time ago, <clears throat> I believe. So if, if, I paid, t- it's like crazy, I pay attention to these things. Um, I, I look at more uh, what the veterans and, and what they go through to try and relate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if, if you go back and you watch Pearl Harbor, um, you'll see Ben Affleck and uh, uh, Josh Hartnett, I think, as young boys. And they're getting ready to jump on, the, on their father's plane. And uh, he's, he's just completely drunk. And during that scene you see him go back and you see that their father, uh, go back and in, into that place in his head where he was during world war two or world war one. Um, so the, I, I guess it's just amazing that, uh, that we treat veterans like that. And, um, this kind of, this leads up to where I was, um, so my final mission that I was on um, I've kind of told this story a few times and how long ago was this? this was July 1st 2007 Okay. so July 1st 2007 at 9am I was hit by a what they call an EFP ID it's an electric shape charge Um, it didn't have the standoff to, uh, to be lethal but it was a explosion right on my door Um, that happened at 9 a.m. gave me a little bit of concussion but it knocked out our gunner our gunner um, he completely out of it so we took him to the green zone Um, I transferred him to the care of the hospital there and uh, shortly after we transferred him The doctors looked me over real quick and they said, if you need to stay, you need to stay. Uh, You've definitely had a concussion. So we'd kind of like you to stay and get checked. Your guys have to leave, though. They're going back on mission. Yeah. So I couldn't let my guys go back on mission without a medic. Yeah. So we roll back out of the gate. So I'm still ringing from this concussion. Yeah. It's about 1030-ish. Um, we get a, a call over the radio that we need to go check something. Uh, we, we had some intel or some... It's probably bad intel. Uh, so at 1115, on the dot, because I looked down at my watch, at 1115, uh, an IED exploded on me, on the, on the back corner of my vehicle. The whole entire vehicle caught on fire. Um, RPG went through my door, ripped off my Kevlar. Uh, Kevlar. I had multiple lacerations through my face, neck, shoulder. Uh, my ribs got broken. <coughs> um, completely lost here in my left ear. Uh, worst day ever. <laughs> yeah, sounds uh, awful. As they're pulling me out, we get under contact again. Um, just one of the worst firefights I've ever been in. And the whole time through it, I was choking, choking on blood and my, you know, I'm completely cut up and, and bleeding out. Um, seven months later, uh, I'm in a hospital and, uh, Fort Sam Houston recovering. Uh, I go home and they say, Hey, you can't be a combat medic anymore. We're going to chapter you out. So during that whole entire period, I, I had healed somewhat physically. I still had a couple surgeries left. Uh, mentally, I can't remember most of the time because I was on so many drugs. Yeah. Uh, but this one particular night, and this sticks with me because it's mental health. Um, this one, pa- t- one particular night, I went to the gas station and a couple of the guys that were on that patrol walked into the gas station. Like I hadn't seen these guys in forever, so I'm um, like, yeah, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And they looked at me and they called me a pussy because I had, because they were retiring me out of the military for what had happened to me. Those guys thought because I didn't come back to go back into combat, even though my extensive injuries and all that stuff, they looked at me and they called me a pussy because I was being retired out of the military.
0: Like you had a choice. Yeah,
1: like I had a choice.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, they expected me to, you know, just toughen up and 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 just, be, you know, man through it. Just be a machine. Uh, man. Yeah, and that that stuck with me, stuck with me hard for the longest time. And uh, you know, after a while, I let go of it. Um, and now it's, you know, I get, uh, I I try and explain to other soldiers other veterans this isn't you know no matter what has happened to you you're strong you made it through it and uh, you got to keep going
0: yeah you're still here
1: yeah you're still here for a reason you're you're still going you're still breathing your heart's still pumping there's some reason that you're still here um and it, it it takes the longest time to to really figure that out in your head um for the longest time I went through life as a ghost. Just a complete ghost. And uh, I think I'm, I'm finally getting to the point in my life where I don't feel like a ghost anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I can keep pushing that for, for other people, uh, normalizing conversation with mental health and uh, showing people, uh, I guess, my weaknesses or my vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. then maybe that helps them be stronger so that's that's what i've strived to do ever since
0: that's awesome you gotta keep yeah keep sharing your story man i mean i, I try <laughs> yeah, as much uh, as much as you can because uh yeah i've uh i've, I've met a, i've had a few friends that have uh served their serve some time and uh yeah they don't um and I definitely know they've had their issues and, um, some are more open than others. Um, cause it's still kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to talk about that or the ones that do talk about it. I think they've found professionals to do it, which is good. Um, yeah. As long as you can find somebody to talk to about it. I mean, besides yeah. holding it in, you know, obviously that's <coughs> like the worst thing you can do. Hey,
1: there's, there's going to be so many different types of people, especially, yeah. especially with veterans. Um, yeah. You'll have your guys that, that don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And you'll have your guys that over-exaggerate what, what they did or what they went through. And then you'll have guys that are like... That people that want the attention for it. want the attention for it. Yeah. And then you'll have guys that are, you know, calling everybody out because they have a, you know, they have a false sense of security for themselves. Yeah. Um, I don't... <clears throat> I try not to take away anything from anybody when they tell their story, because mm-hmm. them giving into that moment, and being vulnerable, whether you know whether it's real or not, whether it's over exaggerated or not, I listen to them because they they want to release something from their soul. Yeah, and uh, I don't take that away from anybody. A, a lot of guys are like, oh, I can't, I can't even imagine what what you've been through. With two purple hearts and you know all this combat time, well I I don't look at it like that. Um, yeah, I was injured twice. Yeah, I, I probably went through a lot more firefights than most. But the downtime, I did the craziest shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean we 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 snuck in alcohol, <laughs> plenty of mouthwash bottles full of vodka. Um, we played lots of cards. We. Watched all kinds of stupid, crazy porn. Uh, we watched a lot of other stuff too. Uh, for, for God's sakes, for for three weeks straight, the best time of my entire life was watching The L Word from HBO, <laughs> yeah. okay? Uh, season one was the best. <laughs> but, uh, that, I mean, that's just the dumb stuff you do during downtime and, and war. You find ways to release your mind. And uh, that's what I did. And uh, I, I, yeah, I wasn't back here with my family. I wasn't back here, you know, going to bars during the, my twenties. But uh, my time, my life at that point, with all the guys that I was going through this terrible time with, that was that was fun to me. And uh, I look at that time as the best time of my life. A lot of guys don't. They they had terrible times, and yeah, it's unfortunate. But yeah, there's a lot of bad mixed in there, but trying to a get the of, positive out of it. Yeah, there's a lot of good and a lot of really funny stories. Yeah, I bet. So um, I try and bring all that uh, to the front. I, I try and, uh, try and bring some funny stories to people um, with, with what I do, and uh, hopefully it resonates with somebody.
0: So, yeah, when you get a bunch of uh, young 20-year-olds together, there's going to be some... Oh, yeah, anywhere,
1: no matter where you are. Anywhere, no matter where you are, <laughs> you're going to
0: get some crazy yeah. stories.
1: Whether it's in the middle of war or, you know, in a college town. Yep. It's, it's going to be crazy. Yep, exactly.
0: So, uh, that when, it started, when you started out the page did you, you obviously kind of since it blew up so fast you weren't like oh this is how i'm gonna have the page you've kind of just developed and kind of yeah i, I really, rolled with it
1: i i really developed it um for a while there was just it was just straight reviews just i was churning out reviews um just slamming through my checking account <laughs> yeah like i gotta go find another restaurant that i haven't been to yet i gotta develop a story for this this one and Try and link it to that somehow. And uh, for a while there, that's just what it was. Then I was like, yeah, I got to slow down here. Um, number one, I'm broke. Uh, number, <laughs> number two, uh, I'm starting to get a platform here where people listen to me. Yeah. And people knew I was a veteran. Uh, well, they found out anyway. Uh, so they found out I was a veteran. And um, I started having a, you know some dark days like we do. With mental health, and uh, one day I, I, you know, I I can't remember what exactly the post was, but one day I just, I just, you know, just spilled my heart. Yeah, and uh, people resonated with it. You know, I like conversations, full conversations with people inside the post, and and direct messages. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, I'm here for you. Yeah, that's awesome. I've gone through this same thing. Maybe not as as bad as you maybe not in war but you know i've had this terrible time with this mm-hmm. and i i can definitely understand what, how you're feeling and then people are you know thank you for for bringing this up thanks for making this part of the conversation mm-hmm. this is exactly how i feel and now i can share this with my family mm-hmm. and they can understand it because you've put it into a perspective that maybe explained it a little yeah bit. that explains it better um, so I just kept going. Like, you know, I'd mix it in there with funny reviews. Some days I'd start a day out with something funny. And then at the end of the day, like I have people crying or, you know, switch that up. They start out crying, then they go to bed laughing. Yeah. Um, that's, it's, it's a mixed bag, but that's, that's the way mental health is too. You know, yeah. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. Um. So I keep it real. Uh, I try and keep it real on my page.
0: Yeah, people like that authenticity. Authenticity. I always say that word wrong every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those words. Um, but yeah, people really like that uh, when it comes to social media because um, you can see through bullshit <coughs> pretty easily nowadays.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there's so many, so many influencers. Yeah. But uh, and I've seen that's just like wow, that is totally not the way it goes. No. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it gets annoying. But. So what? Uh, I mean,
0: mainly you're on Facebook, but are you? I I'm, I'm try, trying. I'm trying, trying to, to post
1: more on Instagram.
0: Trying to post more on
1: Instagram. Uh, I like know that. Instagram is more photos. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of I, I I liken to myself as as a writer. Yeah, I mean,
0: you could do a photo and do a funny caption, and that might resonate. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm, not, I'm really, really bad with Twitter. I think I have like eight posts on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Twitter is just... Uh, Twitter's different than it used to be. It used, um, to, it used to be a lot better, to be honest with you. Tw-
1: I look at... The, a lot of these media platforms are very toxic. Oh, yeah. Um, like TikTok. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Just, uh, even, even with the funny stuff, you, you look in the comments and it's like, God, these are the worst people in the world. Yeah, the
0: comment section um, is bad. So I,
1: I I have like a couple, like little tiny TikTok videos out there. Um, not much. Uh, Twitter, like I said, it, I, Twitter is so political. I, I try and stay off of Twitter. Um, Instagram, I, I'm trying to get better with Instagram because I know, uh, people want to see what you're eating. Yeah. Uh, so working on getting better with that i i I post a lot of stuff on instagram now uh but facebook is kind of where i'm at um yeah i started a patreon account um it just didn't it just didn't go
0: yeah i haven't used that at all so I don't even. There's
1: like so many people that are so successful with it, and I I just don't.
0: I honestly don't even know much about it. I I don't know.
1: think a lot of people around here, or in the Midwest, are. That's the thing. On, yeah. Um, yeah. We're on, a
0: little um, behind on certain networks. Yeah. Um Another network I've joined, I haven't used it a lot, is Clubhouse. Okay. Um,
1: I've heard about Clubhouse. I've never it's never done anything. It's kind of
0: it. it's it's different. It's all about. It's a platform. It's all voice, Um, but it's live. It's nothing's recorded. You don't do any posting. You join rooms where people are talking about stuff. Oh, okay. And there's like a speaker or a host for the room, and then they invite other people. They like basically say it's basically a big Zoom thing, but without video. And they unmute that person and they let them talk and there's different topics of discussion. There's a lot of business stuff right now yeah. like Elon Musk used it sometimes <laughs> and um
1: I think I'll probably stay out of that for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's
0: I I downloaded it because I saw I was like oh because I was interested, I was intrigued and I I've, I've jumped into a few rooms and there's a lot of mental health ones that have yeah. been popping up that are cool that people will, you know share their story and uh things like that so that's been pretty cool but it has
1: definitely has not taken off
0: around here i brought it up to a couple of people who are like oh i don't need another social media
1: thing <laughs> yeah. yeah and i it's, get it it's like the apps on my phone there's oh my god yeah my sister
0: was i was just with my sister earlier and she's like you have so
1: many apps on
0: your phone i'm like yeah i know it's bad
1: with, with the restaurant game it's like uh you gotta download this app so you can pre-order your food and it's like God. I already got like six other restaurants on my phone. I can't. I can't fit another one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every restaurant has their own app now. Yeah.
1: yeah. They need to get together and just.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my guest last week, um, my buddy Ben, he started an app uh, where he's trying to integrate. Um, the de- he's trying to make the delivery companies kind of compete against each other a little bit more and like oh, okay. lower their delivery fees. So basically, you can get on his app. And find the best deal, like say you want McDonald's, you know how McDonald's yeah. has multiple options for delivery now? You could, whatever is the best deal, you would just oh, go oh through that gosh. app. Um, so <coughs> he's developing that right now. And I've, uh, So that way you don't have the app jump, basically, is yeah. what he's trying to accomplish. But it's I, a cool uh, little concept. And
1: well, So I, I ordered from the Barrel House uh, during during my COVID... Experience? Long. Yeah, during my COVID experience... Um, and I think, like, some, I, I, they had, um, uh, the wonder of my wonderful followers, wonderful fans, they had, uh, started a meal train for me. So, uh, like, everybody was going on this meal train site, and they were, like, donating meals or saying, hey, I'm going to drop off a home-cooked meal for you, and, uh, s- somebody donated, like, a hundred and... I think it's like $110, $115 at a barrel house. It's a lot of barrel house. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought it was going to be a lot of uh, barrel house. Yeah. So, uh, it, there used to be a barrel house in Silva's, which is just right down the street yeah. from my house. They closed. Uh, COVID. I, didn't, I didn't know that. So the barrel house I was really ordering from was over here in uh, Davenport or Bendorf. So Bendorf to East and um, I like think the delivery charge was like 50 bucks. And like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize it. And I like full brain fog from COVID. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I know yeah. how that went, yeah. So I had like gone through and uh, my wife was in the hospital at the time. And so, and I got four kids and my, and my mother-in-law was staying with us. So it was, I had gone through and like intricately, Ordered these like insane meals for my kids because they're picky, picky eaters sometimes. Yeah, and then myself and my mother in law, so uh, six meals essentially, and uh, like the delivery charge comes up to like fifty bucks. I'm like, you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I and I gone through so much. I'm like, oh whatever, I'll just pay for it. You already <laughs> went through the whole yeah. process of so yeah. we literally got you don't 100- see it till the end. Yeah, see, so we got a hundred dollars yeah. worth of barrel of house food, but then I had to cover that fifty dollar uh, delivery charge. And uh, ever since, then, I'm like, no, never again. Yeah, I, I will not DoorDash or was it DoorDash. Or, I don't know. You don't remember, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. remember who it was. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, I I don't
1: I don't do that very often at all. Yeah. Um, if it's not like the local pizza delivery driver, I just go get it.
0: That's what I try to do too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not. I'm not a big fan of GrubHub or DoorDash.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If I was, if I was still partying and stuff, and I could see me using it a little bit more, because you know, once you get real intoxicated, oh yeah, and you're lazy and
1: you don't want to go. <coughs> I think the first time I got really, really high from edibles, I ordered like $150 worth of Taco Bell from GrubHub because <laughs> like they're like, <laughs> it's like you gotta you gotta do like at least $30, and I'm like challenge accepted uh, yeah <laughs> and like a hundred and fifty dollars later uh, my whole entire refrigerator is stuffed full of uh you know taco bell and i'm passed out on the couch so it was great but uh lesson learned <laughs> reheated really taco bell is not that great no it isn't it's it's terrible terrible food <laughs> but uh that's that's what i get for uh being a, a 38 39 year old man before i ever tried drugs uh, it's just edibles, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, but edibles will hit you hard, and you don't oh, yeah. realize it. Oh, it's. Yeah, I've uh, I've calmed down quite a bit. Yeah, you don't know what
0: your what your limit is, and you're like, oh, this hasn't hit me yet, so I'm gonna eat a couple oh, more. My gosh, <laughs>
1: yeah. the first. The, <laughs> um, I I've completely taken myself off of uh, antipsychotics and depression drugs and things like that. Um, I don't suggest it for a lot of veterans. Um there's definitely uh, a lot of veterans have chemical imbalances. Yeah. Uh definitely need to be on, on some kind of medication to help them regulate. Um I don't think I'm one of those guys. I've always been more down to earth and be, been able to find a way to control it and just kind of go through it. Um But I like to indulge every once in a while. Yeah. I have, you know, either have uh, a few edibles or some CBD. Uh, I, I think I do more CBD now than I do uh, edibles. Um, or just a nice glass of bourbon. Yeah. It's um, just to mellow out. Um, I, I, I think people on my page maybe think I do do it a lot. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember the last time I was actually, you know, even buzzed. Yeah. Al- Alcohol-wise. Alcohol and that's not because I've developed some huge tolerance for it. Um, I, I just have a, a casual, yeah. uh, four fingers or one glass or one beer,
0: yeah,
1: uh, with dinner, or maybe two beers with dinner, depending on how, you know, how big of a meal it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know, I think that's that's really important for uh, for people to stay as sober as possible. Um, I totally do not advocate getting drunk or getting you know plastered off of drugs. It's definitely not something that, uh, you need to do. Um, like I said, casually drinking or casually doing some legal drugs. I'm in Illinois, Yeah, you're so, in Illinois, so you're good. So it's legal. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I rarely get stoned or, uh, or, or, drunk. I've, God, it's been probably a couple of years since I've been drunk. Yeah. Um
0: because that's what a lot of people do and turn to oh yeah right? self
1: medicating is in the veteran community is oh it's yeah it's uh, it's terrible i've i've taken quite a few guys to to rehab yeah. in my in my past um and it uh i see the effects it has on 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 a lot of people's lives so i have tried to stop joking about it as much yeah but it is it is a part of what i do it is a part of my mental health mm-hmm. you know every every once in a while we do need to to relax and let go. Yep. Um, I think that's, I think it's very important. Um, I have control over it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, know a lot of alcoholics who say, I got control, but no, I really do. Um, yeah, I, God, I don't, my wife probably isn't, uh, on here, but she, she would testify. <laughs> yeah, she would, te- <laughs> she would testify that, 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 uh, that's good. If I she's going to testify. Yeah, that's... she would say, no, Leo does not get drunk. Um, She would say, Leo does take some edibles too many times or too many edibles, Uh, but that's when I get kind of like in a deep state where it's like, God, I'm really depressed today. Um, So I'll take a little bit of CBD and some edibles and it helps me relax. Yeah. Um, Anger is a, a terrible thing, especially when you have kids. So if you can find a way to relax or something that helps you relax.
0: Especially with four kids. That's a lot of
1: kids. Oh, yeah. Teenagers, too. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so.
0: Someone oh, asked yeah. a question on here. They said, uh, what has helped you alternative therapies, question um. mark?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, alternative therapies. Yeah. Um, There was uh, so I've tried quite a few of them. Um, float therapy. Yeah, I've done float therapy one time. <clears throat> now there's there's a couple different there's float quad cities. I have not utilized them. That's the one I did. Um, the place I went was. I had eight, a good experience. So. Okay. Yeah, I've 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 heard quite a few people that really enjoyed uh, their time at at float quad cities. Um, the place I went was. Uh, integrated functional health okay i've heard of it Now they have like a big open okay so you're not enclosed yeah um a lot of veterans have problems with being enclosed makes sense yeah so um that's why i strayed away from from float quad cities yeah um float therapy's insane it's awesome it takes practice oh yeah just like um, it's like meditation kind of yeah once, uh, once I finally was able to relax, and then, uh, it was it was really good. Um, I've, tr- I've tried uh, acupuncture. <coughs> it's okay. I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. Um, Never tried that. I got a really bad muscle cramp during it. Ah. You know how painful it is to get a muscle cramp when you got acupuncture needles. Oh my gosh! It's I... the worst. Can I do um, imagine I have no yeah, idea was, they give you this like little tiny oriental porcelain bell so like you're you're in the back far back room and they're like you got like a million needles in you and you get a muscle cramp and it's like oh, trying, to, trying to ring this like little tiny porcelain bell it's, it was hilarious to me um, um, it, you know what it has its benefits um, reflexology that's some crazy voodoo stuff right there that I have not heard much about. Wow. So, uh, reflexology, they uh, they focus on, uh, I could be wrong here, um, but there's three different areas that they massage. Uh, your head, your scalp, your hands and wrist, and then your feet. And, like, they'll go through this whole, like, checklist of stuff, uh, trying to find out what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. So, uh Part of my injuries, uh, was, I had a lot of tissue damage and, uh, structural damage to my left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and migraines and stuff like that. So my reflexologist, uh, the great Elena Myers or Elena Ayers, I'm sorry. I mess her name up all the time. <laughs> um, she starts, oh, uh, scalp massages are insane. The best, really the best. Um. It helps you relax, gets rid of that, that uh, the, like, the migraine. kind of opens your, your senses up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hand massages, I have really bad, like, arthritis, and uh, my hands get really tight, so that was insane, too. But she starts working on my feet, and I'm so self-conscious about my feet. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. But I got some, like, troll-looking feet, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> so she starts working on my feet, and she's like, I know you have something wrong with your left shoulder. So I'm going to focus on this area of your foot. And she starts, I, crazy craziest damn voodoo stuff ever. She starts focusing like one part of my foot. And my whole left shoulder goes ice cold. Just like that. Like snap of a finger. My whole shoulder goes ice cold. And I'm like, what? what, is this? what what's happening? Yeah. And uh, yeah, like for like three or four days after that, felt great. Shoulder was insane. I could move it, rotate it. Uh, I did a few more sessions after that, and uh, same thing, man. So reflexology is, is a crazy voodoo science. Yeah, I think she's she's probably even watching. This. She said you don't have <laughs> troll feet. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever,
0: I do. <laughs> I have really ticklish feet, so that would like I would. No, so you you think
1: you think that's gonna be an issue? It's It's not. not. No, (laughs) the reflexologists know what they are doing. Um, So that yeah, that's another uh, alternative, I guess, uh, therapy. Um, I've also done uh, equine therapy. Okay, what that I yeah. So equine therapy, um, kind of, you have to have somebody that's really good with the horse. And they'll guide you through this whole thing. Um, so I, I I did equine therapy with uh, a horse named Shadow, and the horses pick up on your your senses and your hesitation. It is it's amazing. It really is. Um, Megan Sundeen was the uh, the name of the uh, instructor I had with me, and she she was she was wonderful. And she makes you go through these. Uh, like problem, almost problem solving things mm-hmm. inside this this horse arena and you're going through doing these different things and she makes you like focus on working with this stubborn stubborn horse trying to get him to do something he doesn't want to do because he's picking up on your frustration and you have to really let yourself go it's like three or four sessions that i had to do before i let myself go
0: mm-hmm.
1: Remember, you're, you're in the arena with something that outweighs you by, like, 1,600 pounds and could literally kill you in a second. Yeah. Just haul off and kick you in the face, and you're done. Yeah. Um, so once you let go of that fear and hesitation and you just kind of give into it, the horses are just, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so of of police is, police so
0: it's kind of like trains you to get out of yourself, basically. Yeah,
1: to get it, Yeah, you really have to get out of yourself, um, and kind of leave your thoughts behind. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all like all these different things that I've tried. I've been blessed with, obviously. Um, uh, it's unfortunate a lot of people don't have access to all these things. Yeah, um, I've been blessed with it because of my military service and because of people and connections that I've made. But these are all. Like different avenues that I think are things that we can take besides sending somebody to to get them doped up on SRIs and yeah all the different antipsychotics and yeah I think it, at at my at the pinnacle of my medication time I was taking eighteen different pills eighteen different pills in one day that's a lot yeah
0: jeez. So now it's all for mental stuff or well, um, mental that... physical everything. Okay, everything, yeah. But
1: you got to think that everything in there this it's just there's a, no a, way all that's being worked together. <coughs> yeah, it's I just a terrible it. cocktail that's just going in your bloodstream. Yeah. Um and you lose years of your time. Like I know a lot of guys like look back and I'm like, you know, the 20s were the best best I've ever lived. I don't remember my 20s. Besides being at war, you know, all the downtime and stuff like that, where they had me pumped up on drugs, I don't remember it. Yeah. My early 30s, gone. I mean, these are pivotal times during, during my children's development. I, so many people gush about their, you know, watching their kids take their first steps or first words. I don't remember that shit because I was so doped out of my gourd on medications that were prescribed to me. Yeah. Now, replace those with, you know... Reflexology, or equine therapy, or float therapy, or just going to a gym. Yeah. Um, I wish I could go back to the gym. My spine is completely destroyed right now. <clears throat> but you know, going to the gym—that's another one. You get a you get a natural high just from working out. Yeah. Um, but all these different things, like you said, it, alternative therapies. Uh, I think they have a huge, uh, you know. Benefit to mental health. Um, if I could go back in time and, and do any any one of those things instead of taking pills, I think uh, I think I'd have a lot more of my my life that I could remember after after I got back from war. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Utilize the resources.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I try I try and turn veterans on to that stuff. Um, try and teach them, you know. I use the resources that you got, have you used uh, any
0: done any like veteran support groups or anything like that in the past or uh, I, used, I I used to work for
1: a a veteran non nonprofit that specialized with getting guys into alternative type therapies um, unfortunately it didn't work out so i 've kind of gone on to do my own thing and now I just kind of veterans still gravitate towards me uh, they see how outspoken I am and you know i get a lot of questions and on top of that when i see a veteran struggling i you know i, I go to them
0: yeah sometimes that's what you got to do yeah,
1: yeah you got to break that ice for them sometimes and you know get them in the right direction yeah so it's a good question <laughs> i think we went off on a pretty good tangent yeah there. it was it was elena
0: who asked the question <coughs> oh okay which was so funny um So she wanted you to
1: bring that up. My trophy, yeah, definitely. Your trophy. (laughs) No, she yeah, she's great. She's insane. She's a she's a voodoo witch doctor. Voodoo. (laughs)
0: She's
1: not a she's not not reflexologist. She's a voodoo witch doctor.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think. It's starting to get uh, a little late here. I don't want to keep you too long, Uh but. uh, Anything else you wanted to talk about tonight at all uh, that we didn't bring up? We brought up a lot there, so yeah.
1: I think we've we've hit a lot of the the mental health stuff.
0: Yeah, which is good. It's always good <coughs> to have a have conversation like that, especially
1: especially right now.
0: I'm um, hoping this. Uh... You know, I, I, I,
1: you know one of the like one of the big things that I I kind of preach with uh, not judging people for what they go through. Yeah. Um, I try and equate this to, to the youth in our community. Um, a lot of people overlook that. Um, and it's unfortunately happening a lot right now in the Quad Cities um, with the, all the shootings. Yeah. A lot uh, of all, shootings. The, all the gang activity and stuff like that. Essentially, right now, at risk youth right here in the Quad Cities, right here in our backyard front yard streets whatever you want to call it they are going through their own wars so these kids are growing up on a daily basis and this goes along with our first responders as well uh you know police departments firefighters emts all of these guys gals kids they're going through the same stuff that i went through more but on a daily basis right here at home so as as my generation starts taking over more um as you know younger generations are coming up i think we we need to focus on mental health we need to develop these alternative therapies so we don't have our youth walking around drugged up yeah forgetting you know forgetting everything or turning into monsters yeah or turning into you know, the drunks that we see every single bar. A oh, lot of bars uh, here in the Quantities. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, you know, drug addicts and drunks and stuff like that. We're, we're going to have guys that are turning 21, if they even make it to 21, that are going to have more battle, uh, shell shock, <laughs> post traumatic stress than any number of veterans that have been through war. Yep. And uh, that's, that's, you know. As a society, we need to start developing the mental health uh, capacities. If we're not going to stop it or stem it from happening, we need to know how to take care of these kids, yeah, uh, so they can leave lead productive lives and and get out of that you know vicious cycle. Yeah. So that's my little feel-good message, I guess. <laughs> that's a, that's a it's something that's, that's been weighing on my soul really. After uh, you know, after a couple of these last. Uh, news articles and news stories with especially with the twelve year old kid that was shot yeah uh, i jeez it's terrible yeah it's it's
0: really in bad uh, something that you we just really need to cherish and uh, understand um you know the value of life as yeah. well that's another thing that seems to be going out the window a little bit um Cause we're kind of getting numb to it
1: yeah and, and the second we start getting numb to it uh, that's when we start forgetting about it and we start you know like yeah deal with it on your own and push it down and we saw you know we see what that did for the generations that came before us yeah pushing it down it never helped <laughs> never helped <laughs> they yeah. just made them drink more when they got older and and beat their kids and uh, become terrible parents, and the cycle continues. Yeah. So being open, being honest, uh, shedding light on these uncomfortable subjects, uh, that's what we need to do. That's what I'm going to keep doing.
0: Yeah, same so, here. I agree.
1: Overthink yeah. it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> overthink it, yeah. Yeah,
0: so my base yeah, what, the way I came up with that was I used to always talk about my overthinking and I used to call myself that. I don't know why I called myself that, but um, mainly because I uh, have OCD and I'm a very obsessive person. Okay. Um, so it's just always, there's always something going on up here. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so. But I appreciate you coming on. and especially yeah, so doing me. the live, I mean, I haven't done been able to do a, a yeah, live awesome. in-person thing, so. I'm
1: still, I'm still trying, trying to, to figure get... out how to, how, to, how to, I told everybody going to be starting start my, my podcast, podcast this week, so. Yeah. Man, it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of... Making everything work. Uh, <laughs> hopefully everybody
0: can hear us fine. They, they seem to. So, uh, well, I look forward to seeing you on the news tomorrow. That'll be cool. Oh, yeah. See how they edit that and chop that up. <laughs> it's always fun. It'll be like
1: two sentences. Uh, hey, guys. Come, uh, <laughs> yeah, we cut I everything else out. Thanks for the money. <laughs> that's that's what's going to be today. Everybody's going to be like, God, this guy's a jerk. He didn't say anything about anybody else. <laughs> I I think the like the last interview I did, I like is like the Emmys. I had this like long list of people I was thanking and yeah, doing. I, I called like I get I called like three or four businesses. I'm like, hey, I'm going to give you a shout out on the news. It's going to be great, and like, get people to come to you. And uh, yeah, like during the interview, it was like an hour long interview, and I like all these shout outs. And then uh, the interview air- airs on TV. As, like, literally, like 15, 15 seconds. seconds and no shout outs at all. <laughs> and it was just like, and you
0: promised all these people, yeah. And they like chopped it up
1: so I had like, it was half sentences. I'm like, wow, I'm never doing this again. And of course, I do it again, yeah. So, yeah, different network, though, probably, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, different network, yeah. Uh, so hopefully, they'll, they'll leave most of it in,
0: yeah, that'll be nice. We'll see. Well, all right, man. I'm going to get everything disconnected. All Thank, Thank you for good having me having on. Uh, I got to do the awkward stand up to turn this off. Bye, folks.